Chapter Six of Tracked by a Tattoo by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Six: A Startling Incident. Good," said Fanks, surveying this documentary evidence with much satisfaction. We have much more than hearsay to go on now. The case is shaping better than I expected you are right about an appointment having been made said garth these slips and that star prove it yes he who runs may read now but you were not so confident of my foresight a few minutes ago well we have made a step forward here is the slip asking for the appointment here is your cousin's reply leaving the question of the appointment to the first advertiser and finally here is the ingenious pictorial information indicating the red star in tooley's alley as the meeting-place sir gregory disguised himself in the workman's clothes bought from weeks and company on the day that the first notice appeared kept the appointment between six and seven and so walked blindfolded into the trap of the red star where she made one mistake she you don't mean to say that the murderer is a murderess no the negro killed sir gregory that is beyond all doubt but as i said before it is my opinion that the negro was inspired by a third party can't you see that the address on that envelope is in female handwriting certainly i can but that does not prove that a woman inspired the crime you go too fast fanks perhaps i do and after all i may be mistaken but that address is in no feigned hand it is written by a woman if a woman had nothing to do with this death why should she bait the trap to lure the man to his doom and again the directions on the cardboard star are in an angular female hand both address and directions are in the handwriting of an elderly woman come now cried garth disbelievingly you can't tell the woman's age from her handwriting i can tell that she is elderly these angular spiky letters were formed by a woman who learned to write in early victorian days female handwriting has altered of late my friend the new woman goes in for masculine handwriting as well as for masculine dress if a girl of the present day had written this address it would have been in a bold and manly hand as it is i bet you five pounds that it was scribbled by a woman over fifty it may be so but this is all deduction most of the evidence in criminal cases is circumstantial and deductive another thing makes me think that it is a woman there is a great deal of useless mystery here a man would not have troubled about that he would have inserted a third advertisement appointing time and place but this woman can't resist a touch of the mysterious therefore she devises the silly cardboard star sends it through the post and so betrays herself how can she betray herself when there is no address there is no address but there is a postmark look at the envelope garth picked up the paper and saw that the postmark was taxton on thames why he cried in astonishment that is where my cousin lewis lives yes and it is where dr binjoy lives which is more to the purpose said fanks dryly did i not tell you that i was right to doubt that gentleman garth looked again at the envelope 
you say that this handwriting is that of an elderly woman i suppose you are thinking of mrs boazoff indeed i am not i give mrs boazoff more credit than to murder a man in her own hotel and advertise the fact so openly she is not a fool but patience garth we are not yet at the end of our discoveries he again searched the drawers in many of them there was nothing likely to attract his attention but in the lowest drawer on the right-hand side garth made a discovery it was that of a pretty girl's photograph and this he showed to fanks with a laugh gregory always had a weakness for pretty faces he remarked do you not think that his taste was good fanks looked reflectively at the picture it was that of a girl just budding into womanhood with a delicate face and rather sad eyes the name of the artist was not printed at the foot as is usual nor was the address of the studio inscribed thereon nevertheless on the back of the photograph the detective found writing which startled him garth he cried eagerly give me that envelope ah i thought so what is the matter asked garth astonished at the excitement of the usually calm fanks look at the envelope look at the back of the photograph compare the handwriting fanks placed them side by side on the desk on the envelope was the address of sir gregory in half moon street on the photograph an inscription which ran as follows emma born eighteen seventy four died eighteen ninety three the handwriting on both was one and the same garth drew a long breath by george that is strange he said after a pause the woman who wrote the one wrote the other there isn't a shadow of difference between the writings you are right fanks the penmanship is that of an elderly woman no doubt the mother of the girl that is my opinion also but the girl garth who is she the lawyer reflected and frowned i did hear that my cousin was entangled with some woman he said with reluctance but that was many months ago in fact there was a rumour of a marriage i asked gregory if this was so and received a prompt denial but for all that added garth looking at the portrait there may have been some truth in the rumours i never saw this lady but my cousin could be very secretive when he liked seventy-four to ninety-three just nineteen poor creature whosoever she was i am certain that he treated her badly you may judge him too harshly garth shook his head with a gloomy air i knew my cousin well he said he would have killed any woman with unkindness they looked at one another and back at the photograph there was something sinister in the fact that the two articles were inscribed in the same handwriting the writing on the photograph recorded the decease of a pretty woman that on the envelope had lured the baronet to his death was it possible that the follies of sir gregory had come home to him in so fearful a fashion the two men could not but incline to this opinion well said fanks after a long pause i should like to ask robert what he knows about this woman very probably he knows nothing i am not so certain about that replied fanks when you asked him about a woman about a possible entanglement he could hardly speak for fear and he told a lie about it 
he is a servile hound that fellow and i dare say he did all fellinger's dirty work for him we must have him in and force the truth from his unwilling lips will you go away after you have seen him said garth who was beginning to weary of the matter no i wish to wait and see a girl a girl what girl a young lady who called this morning to see robert maxwell told her the necessary lie that robert was out so she said she would call again this afternoon at three it is past three now said garth glancing at the clock all the better she may appear at any moment maxwell has my orders to show her in here and then and then i shall find out why a lady should call upon that miserable dog of a valet in the meantime touch the bell and have him in shall i question him if you please i wish to remain incognito robert answered the bell so promptly as to suggest the probability that he had been stationed at the keyhole his face however was as vacant and miserable as ever so even if he had overheard fanks did not think that he had sufficient brains to be dangerous the valet waited mutely for orders with a cowed look on his face and rubbed one lean hand over the other he was an uncomfortable creature in every respect robert said garth in as mild a tone as possible i was authorized by the police to look over my cousin's papers i have done so with the assistance of mr rixton and we have made several discoveries yes sir said the man moistening his dry lips do you know taxton on thames no sir i never heard of it startled by his calm denial fanks bent forward to observe the man's face he was satisfied by a glance that robert had spoken the truth he had never heard of taxton on thames this discovery puzzled the detective did your master your late master know of it he interpolated not that i am aware of sir he never mentioned the name to me robert said garth solemnly you denied some time ago that sir gregory was entangled with a woman think again and answer truly robert shifted from one foot to the other and looked uneasily at his questioner then he made an evasive reply sir gregory was connected with no woman at the time of his death he said doggedly that may be but was he connected with a woman in eighteen ninety three the valet started back with a gasp how did you hear of that he asked shaking in every limb i heard it from no one but i guessed it from this picture with a sudden movement he thrust the photograph under the eyes of the pale and trembling creature after one glance robert recoiled with an ejaculation of horror and covered his face with his hands expecting revelations fanks waited and watched come said garth quietly i see that you recognize the woman her name if you please i-i promise never to speak of her you must for your own sake i dare not let me go mr garth he broke away from the lawyer but before he could reach the door he was in the grip of fanks come robert said the latter soothingly you must make the best of a bad job i know that you were devoted to your master at the same time he is dead and it is necessary that the mystery of his death should be cleared up on the whole added fanks looking into the eyes of the servant 
i think it advisable that you should confess the woman you speak of had nothing to do with the death of my master i am not asking you that i am inquiring her name answer the sudden imperiousness in the detective's tone made robert's heart sink within him he was incapable of a prolonged struggle and forthwith answered with all submissiveness i i don't know her real name what did she call herself emma calvert ah and what did you call her robert the valet looked at garth with a look of malicious triumph i called her lady fellinger he said slowly garth sprang up with a sudden exclamation but he was stopped by fanks who rapidly questioned the valet was emma calvert really and truly the wife of your master yes sir they were married quietly in a hampstead church she was in a dressmaker's shop and my master was very much in love with her i heard she was engaged to another gentleman but she threw him over and married sir gregory before they went to paris so rumour was right for once said garth shrugging his shoulders well whether gregory was married or single matters little to me i am not the heir it may matter a great deal to the case remarked fanks dryly perhaps robert you can tell me where emma calvert came from i do not know my master knew but he never told me lady fellinger did not speak of her past in my presence and where is she now dead she died in paris i see that you are telling the truth she died in eighteen ninety three how did she die i can't answer you burst out robert in a frenzy you will drive me mad night and day i have her dead face before me look at me he continued holding out his trembling hands i am a wreck of what i was once all through the death of emma calvert of lady fellinger the two listeners arose to their feet what dark mystery was connected with the death of this woman that could so move the man in searching for one murder they had stumbled upon another did she meet her death by foul play asked garth sternly no no i swear it was not that but she did not get on well with my master he wearied of her he neglected her she was very proud and impulsive and one night after a great scene she she well man well she she destroyed herself great heavens cried garth confirmed in his worst fears suicide she drowned herself in the sin said robert in a low voice as he spoke a woman appeared on the threshold of the open door robert gave one look at her and raised his hands with a cry the dead he moaned retreating from the woman the dead returned to life i saw her laid out i saw her buried yet she is there there and with a cry he fell on the floor in a fit the others made no attempt to assist him they were staring spellbound at the woman she was the original of the photograph which garth held in his hand end of chapter six read by don w jenkins henderson nevada